Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. So, when we come to this passage, we're, we're going to be um, talked to by the Lord about offering praise. Offering praise. Okay? And so it says this, Through him then, let us continue offering up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is, the fruits of our lips that give thanks to his name. So this is now the writer of Hebrews just saying, look, here's a lifestyle, but there's some things in this that we actually want to look at that are very important in regard to this, all right? So um, I was going to explore with you, but I ran out of time by telling stories. I was going to explore with you the lifestyle of thankfulness. Okay, so when we talk about thankfulness, it's kind of very interesting that you have to intentionally, just like a habit that you learn, you have to intentionally learn to begin to practice thankfulness. And what it does is, in a sense, when you're letting the presence of God come in you and you're actively turning to the Lord, what you're doing is you're not only training your soul to respond to the Lord, you're rewiring yourself in alignment with God's heart, His intent, and it's easier to hear from the Lord when you practice a lifestyle of thankfulness. Now, with that being said, it says, let us continually offering up a sacrifice of praise. So let's take the word offering and just kind of work through it. Um, interesting enough, this is two Greek words that come together. And the first part of the word means to lift something up. And the second part of the Greek word means to and bring it to its final conclusion. So when it says... Let us give an offering, an offering of a sacrifice. It's saying, all right, this actually needs to be lifted up and taken to where it's going to reach an impact, right? So it's now saying you're, you're offering a sacrifice of praise. There's an end goal that God is looking for in this thing that you're learning to do. So we're almost, uh, we're ending where we began, the end goal of you learning to offer this up to reach the goal that God is looking for is what? The glory of God. You are, looking, you are doing this intentionally because you're heading towards a goal. And the goal is God wants to flood the earth with his glory. And he wants to do it through you. And so I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but I, I want you to change your mind on how you think about this whole process. You get benefits from worship, but you're, you're opening up the reality that the, glory, the manifest glory of God will permeate everything that you do. And, and you're, that's actually, so this is now saying, here's a goal you need to aim for. You want the glory of God to permeate everything you do. So I, I've explained to you that when we say we want the glory of God to permeate, we're saying, what are we inviting? We're inviting him to enthrone himself and release his authority to move in situations, to bind evil, to release the power of his presence. And he's saying, with this goal in mind, this is why you're doing this. You're wanting God to come in the midst of you and have his ways. All right? So we're offering, we're, we're actually lifting up our priorities and saying, okay, so the reason why is this. The next word here is it says we're offering up a sacrifice of praise, all right? Now, I don't know how you guys view the word sacrifice, but the way it's used, it's interesting. 
depending on the part of the Bible that's talking about sacrifice, it's talking about sacrifices as having different impacts, right? So there's sacrifices that we had in the Old Testament, and the purpose of them was a form of worship to, to cause an atonement so that God's presence could draw near to you. And most people see that word sacrifice and they think, well, that, he means offering up dead animals and stuff like that. But that's not how the word's used everywhere in the Bible. Especially here in this passage in Hebrews, when it's used in the word sacrifice, it's not, now, if you guys think like I do, I, by just looking at it, I, I think it's saying, do something that's hard to do. All right. So if you think that way, I want you to explain how the Greek word is actually used here. It's not the word for a human struggle. It's the word that's used for acceptable worship. So there, remember there are two types of worships that we see in the scripture. We see man's attempt to worship God and then God's ordained way to worship him that brings the presence of God. So when it says, offer up a sacrifice, it would be saying it like this, make the highest priority of your walk with God be the right way to get the presence of God to draw near you. All right? So think of all the different ways people are trying to, a lot of people believe the only way you can attract the presence of the Lord is you repent of every sin you've ever done every time you stand before the Lord and just to add good measure repent of everybody else's sin, and even Adam and Eve's. <laughs> All right? And I think you ought to repent. I have a whole thing on repenting. But here, it's now saying, well, okay, but God has given many different ways to approach him. And one of the acceptable ways is this, learning to praise God. So this, this word for sacrifice is not the word of a dead thing or a hard thing. It's actually called the acceptable thing that God is looking for. So you guys get it? Yeah. Let's look at the scripture again. My highest priority and goal is to enter into the acceptable way of getting the glory of God to manifest in my experience. Do you remember? So reflect with me on this for a moment. One of the biggest problems that Israel had, even when Moses was leading them, and Moses even talked to the Lord about this, he says, Lord, I don't want to just be, I just don't want to see the hand of the Lord. I want to know your ways. Okay, so now when we're looking at this passage, it's now beginning to answer that question. What are the ways of the Lord in regard to his presence being among you uh, in regard to what is acceptable to him. And now he's telling you, here's what is actually acceptable to the Lord. When you make this a priority, my goal is to encounter the living God. This is the right form of worship that God is actually looking for. And this is a historical thing. So I want you guys to connect with this. In Israel's history, for generations, they went and sacrificed animals as one form of worship. And then David shows up on this scene. And he says, I'm going to set up a tabernacle of David. And we're not going to, we're not going to give animals. We're going to make that tabernacle a tabernacle of praise and worship. Now, isn't that interesting? And God actually spoke to him to do that because they have gotten so used to this one form of worship, they weren't experiencing all the fullness that God had for them. 
And so in David's day, he had to set up the tabernacle of David and not make it a place for atonement, but a place of the presence of God through praise and worship. And so he was actually taking something that's common in the New Testament and he pulled it into the Old Testament and showed it and stark contrast to compare to just offering sacrifices. He says, there's another way that you offer something. Now it's going to turn into praise and worship. And that's the direction we're going to be going. Okay, and then let's keep looking at the passage. Let us continually offer up the acceptable way of praise to God, which is the goal of His glory showing up. That is, the fruit of our lips, all right? The fruit of our lips that give thanks to His name. Now, interesting enough, in the Greek New Testament, it's at least this translation, it says, giving thanks to His name, but the Greek word is actually confessing His name. So they translated that because that's what it could mean. It has the idea of giving thanks, but remember when I started going through the categories of praise and worship and I said agreement, is, when you confess, it's a form of agreeing? So now the, the, the writer here in Hebrews is trying to tie this up in your life. Okay, so here's the Brian Finnemore translation. I'm going to lift up a high priority in my goal is to actually come into the truest form of worship, which is praise that releases the glory of God to me. And as I do that, I'm going to come into agreement with that lifestyle and it establishes it inside of me. Oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> I'm going to lift up as the highest priority of my lifestyle, which is the goal of praising God so that the glory of God will come to me. That's the type of worship that the Lord is working towards, and I'm going to begin to come into agreement with it so it gets established in my life. That's kind of how the passage is working through the Greek. All right? So the Bible is now telling you, all right, think of all the things you could do that have no benefit, and now let's look at something that you can do that does have a benefit. And it's saying, all right, so here's all the stuff you could do. And I'm always, even as I study this and I keep teaching on it, I'm always amazed on how interesting this is. The very thing that everybody loves doing in the kingdom, God's saying, have you guys considered all the benefits that come from this? So let's jump into the future. Are you guys ready? Now we're in heaven. Your race on the earth is done. What are you going to be doing? <laughs> yeah, I think every time you view the glory of God, it's going to cause... I think you're going to be in an atmosphere of worship as a lifestyle. Okay, so you see here in Hebrews they're saying, okay, so if this is actually what the atmosphere of heaven is, this is what you're going to be doing in the future, give your heart to this. Just learn to get yourself in this place and let God fashion you for this. Why? Back to the idea of what is eternal life. It's living in a realm of the, the future now. And it's partaking of that as a normal lifestyle. And that has the ability to sustain you where living in the flesh, you collapse every time you embrace that. 
So how many of you know that one person in your life that's always full of joy and you sit around and go, now what combination of B vitamin are you taking? <laughs> and, and, and we always say things like that, oh, they're just so positive and just, that nothing ever bothers them. So either they live in denial, we have to assume that, or they've learned something of the kingdom that we haven't touched into yet. Can you actually live in a fallen world and yet live above it? Yeah. Well, that's the whole idea that Jesus, and, and Jesus is now telling you. It's thankfulness, it's worship, it's enjoying the Lord. Those things actually cause you to live in a broken world and actually be what Jesus called you to, to be an overcomer. So isn't that amazing? Here we are again. Praise and worship causes you to be an overcomer. Your soul gets fortified in this reality. This is why it's saying, here's, here's why you want to understand the goal of this thing and why you want to come into agreement with it is because of what it does for you. And do you guys ever look at the Old Testament and try to figure out why they spent so much time worshiping all the time? I mean, it's like every time God called them together, he's like, okay, come together and worship. Okay, come together and worship. Come together and worship. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to tell you where I started and where I'm at right now. You guys ready? When I first came to the body of Christ, I thought it was all about um, spiritual warfare and demons. I mean, so I just loved beating up on demons. And I thought worship was, do you guys ever remember going to movies and they had the previews and then they had the main movie. I thought worship's, worship was previews. It's just, you know, we have to do this because the room's wild, and we have to settle everybody down to get them to sing some song. Just t totally oblivious what's going on in the kingdom. And then when I started getting around the things of the Spirit, and I realized all that's enhanced by worship, I started going, wait a minute, I'm, I'm totally out of touch with what's going on around me. Now, over the last three years, we've been kind of in a weird situation in our nation, haven't we? And around the world. Do you know that right in the middle of that, just to finish with this, right in the middle of that, God had to break me free from a spirit of terror. And he did it through worship. And it made me sit back and actually consider why don't, I, why don't I see this thing the way it truly is in Scripture? And the more, so everyone says, well, why do you even teach on this now? Because the more I'm watching what God's doing in history, I'm starting to realize this isn't something we just do because it's fun to fill time. God actually says, no, actually, this shakes nations. This reforms you as a believer. It should be something that you actually understand that it's a top priority. And if you're going to do anything, it should be this first. Are you guys tracking with me on this? And so, I don't know, I know in my own life, and I hope it's happening to you, I'm having to re-look at this again and go, I'm missing something here because I don't see myself overwhelmed with joy in every situation. I don't count it as all joy to go through every situation. I Basically, when I read that scripture, count it all joy when you go through various trials, I think that person's lying. Yeah. <laughs> 
And yet I know people that have a lifestyle of this and they go through trials differently. And for years I just couldn't figure any of that out. Even if they couldn't articulate it, now I'm beginning to understand it. The Bible is trying to say, look, isn't it amazing? An overcoming church is a worshiping church. <laughs> Would you guys put your notebooks down? All right, Lord, we just acknowledge your presence among us. Now, God, we can hear these words, but if you don't come with your glory right now and let us see you in this, we're not going to be changed. So would you bring an overshadowing of your glory to our hearts right now? Just bring your power, bring your love. Now, you're the only one that's able to do this. Would you bring an impartation of worship and the song that's going on in heaven right now? To release worship and praise to us, God. Holy Spirit, teach us how to do this. And we come together before your throne and we submit our lives and our wills before you. And in a very simple way, would you give us the grace for you to have your way? And I bless you. I bless your name. I bless your name. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. All right, would you stand for a moment? Would you get in groups of two or three, however you feel like it? If you don't know them, say, hi, my name is... All right, real quick. You're going to invite the Holy Spirit to minister to them. How many people are in your group? You're going to actually ask the Lord to release His love and power, and then you're going to worship the Lord for a few moments and let them just be soaked. Then they're going to pray for you. So everyone receives prayer. Everyone gives prayer. All right? Let's go ahead and do that. Invite the presence of the Lord. Worship the Lord as He's ministering to them. And then pray for each other. Okay? All right, let's go ahead and wrap it up real quick. Find a way back to our seats. And if you, if you don't feel like you got to do that long enough, you can just go in the parking lot for the next three hours or over here to the grass and just minister to each other and stuff. All right, um, again, thank you for letting me come. I'm going to pronounce the blessing of the Lord upon you, and then I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Renee if she has anything she wants to share with you guys. So please receive the blessing of the Lord.
Oh Lord, it's been so good to be with you today. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face to you and give you rest. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.